Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today on the ZabeCast, is it Groundhog Day? Did Punxsutawney Brady come out of his hole and see his shadow? Why, yes, he did. The shadow of his former self. If this is it, then he retires as the greatest of all time. A triple shot of guests, including Mr. X, Notorious J-A-Y, and my nephew looking for money. Your uncensored, unfiltered, 45-minute joyride up your me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. has finally hung him up. At least he better have hung him up after this broke out of the blue on Wednesday morning, February 1st. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so I won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay and I used mine up last year so uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me my family my friends my teammates my competitors uh, I could go on forever there's too many um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream I wouldn't change a thing love you all All right, well done. Look, short to the point, recognizing that last year he sent out 
I think like 15 slides on Instagram thanking everybody under the sun. I respect that. More on Brady's retirement in just a second. But first, I got to talk to my nephew who apparently wants money. Let's see if he knows the faint echoes of the fight song in the background. Luke Levant, my nephew, is calling, asking for money. Can you hear it, Luke? (laughs) Can you hear your fight song from good old Penn State? Fight on state, fight on state, strike and gate your gate and win. Do you know the lyrics, by the way, the words? You know, I know I know the main parts. The main parts. All right, read a little <laughs> bit. I want to hear it. Come on, let's go. All right. Ooh. Let's see. It's fight on state. Or no. I'm thinking the uh, the alma mater. Oh, the one they play yeah. after wins in the corner of the end yeah. zone type deal. Well, no, All we right. played every game. Okay. We'll hit yeah. that line, roll up the score, fight on to victory evermore, fight on, 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 fight on, on, Penn State. We are Penn State. How you doing, buddy? You good? I'm good. Very o- good. Okay. So you must be calling asking for money. Yes, I am. However, it's for a very good cause. <laughs> okay. What is this for, young man? So it is for Penn State's Thon. Uh, all proceeds goes to uh, the Four Diamonds Foundation. Okay, Thon is, is a, uh, it's a, it's it's not an acronym. It's yes, it is it's an a, acronym. Well, no, it's not. So I'll, I'll explain it's thon. like the last so, word of Marathon. Yes. Okay, and so it's a it charity a, fundraiser every year that Penn State does. Is it Greek system only? No, it is not. So Greek is heavily involved in it. Uh, however, it's not only for uh, Greek life. Okay. So your fraternity is? Uh, Alpha Gamma Rho. There you go. Uh, do you know their fight song? I don't, I don't, I don't believe we have one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're an AGO. You're an a, you're, <laughs> what do they call Alpha Gamma Rho? AGR, yeah. AGR. You're an AGR and you're doing this. So uh, this is your, you're a junior this year, aren't you? I am, yeah. Son of a bitch, where do the years go? Okay, <laughs> so this is the annual fundraiser and it is to raise money for what? For uh, pediatric cancer or the fight against pediatric cancer. Well, now that's a great cause. Pediatric mm-hmm. cancer, kids with cancer, absolutely great cause. And it's a, the whole campus gets behind it, right? Yes, absolutely. When did it start, Fawn? Ooh, I want to say approximately. <laughs> You're googling right now. I, I know. I You're like am. I did in 1973. <laughs> I did. I, you could have just said but it's been going on forever, longer than I've been alive. Oh, so yeah. this is a yes. long, long time deal. And I understand it raises a shit ton of money, which is a technical yes, term. Yes, I believe shit last ton. year we raised just over $11 million. $11 million. How do you raise that money besides begging your Uncle Steve for it? <laughs> so we get, uh, we of course reach out to friends, family. Uh, our donor drive is a big thing. Uh, each uh, person sets up their own donor drive and asks, friends family uh and then also reaching out to corporate organizations uh we do a lot of uh like drives for uh like restaurants and stuff which part of the proceeds for that will go into 
the proceeds for Thon. Okay. And, so you yeah. just want my listeners to be aware and to donate to Thon through you. Are you going to get credit for people that I send your way via this massive podcast of mine? If they donate through my donor drive, then I will get credit. And is there prizes for people that hustle up the most money? So not for me personally, uh, just because I'm on AGR's uh, Thon chair. Okay. I'm one of HR spawn chairs. Yeah. Uh, however, we do have like, say, if like you raise the most in the fraternity, then you'll get like, say, like more merch for Thon. Okay. Or, say floor passes for when the actual dance marathon is going on. Um, however, oh. I already have that. So. Okay. Hold on a second. Like, uh, Hold on a second. Yes. We left out the biggest part where I jumped the gun on it. There is a dance a thon that goes at the yes, heart of this. It is. Would you like to me to explain it? Yes, please. All right, so it is a 46-hour dance marathon, no sitting, no sleeping. Uh, each <laughs> each uh, organization gets a select amount of dancers, and they're to be there the whole entire 46 hours. So they're on their feet for 46 hours. Everyone else is in the stands. Everyone in the building is always standing at all times, but everyone else can go when they want and come back when they want. But the dancers will be there for 46 hours. Wow. So it's a team of dancers per organization that's in yes. the thon. How big are the so teams? So has three dancers this year. Three dancers, okay. And will those three insane individuals actually be moving and dancing for 48 hours straight? Yes, absolutely. Uh, that's it. not I possible. Actually, that's not possible. Well, I'm just going to tell you right now. Last year, I stood for the full 46. I just didn't leave. Well, you <laughs> stood, but how do people dance for 46? Well, it's not dancing the whole entire time. What like, is it? But you're standing, though. Well, yeah, exactly. You're standing the whole entire time. Oh, my God. You guys, you, you must be punch drunk by the end of it. Absolutely. You're hallucinating <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dancing are we talking about? So... They'll have like uh, performances come on stage and stuff to like get the morale going. Uh, however, every hour or so throughout the weekend, there's what's called the uh, the line dance, and it's basically a wrap up of the year, and it's made by a bunch of like stretches. So as you do it, you keep stretching and getting your body like okay, yeah. All right, so getting you more prepared. Okay. All right, so this this sounds like a hell of a thing. So, how do people donate? So, if you go on, if you search up Thon on Google, okay, click the link, and there's a donate now button. Okay, let me make sure. Um, so. Donate now, and they're going to search for your name, Luke Levant, L-E-V-A-N-T. So right at the top, yep. uh, when you hit Donate Now, it says, uh, to credit your donation to a specific organization, please use this link. Okay. And you're going to click on that link. Uh, and then from there, you can search up the organization uh, Alpha Gamma Rho. Okay. Or I want to see. If, okay. Or you can just search up AGR to make it easier. All right. So donate to Thon, go to the upper right corner, say it, it is on behalf of AGR. You don't need the personal credit for you. You're the chair for your fraternity. And I'm going to send some people your way. Put me down for 20. Perfect. <laughs> but 
but I, I gotta I gotta use PayPal to pay for it. Okay. Do you know Do you know what PayPal is? I, I personally don't. Yeah, it's like pay. It's like PayPal, but I say, "Hey, pal, I'll get you next time I see you." So you donate twenty on behalf of me, and I'll peel off a crisp twenty dollar bill the next time I see you in Collegeville. Perfect. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, uh, good luck to you guys. And when is thought? Can I watch this insanity online? There is a live stream. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so it is in two and a half weeks. So I believe it starts the 17th All right. on Friday. All right. People go donate whatever you can. Uh, you can donate as as little as how many dollars? <laughs> What's the minimum? Yes. Any, anything is appreciated. So there's no minimum? Uh, I do not believe so. Okay. All right. I'd say 20 would be a good minimum. Yeah, that's oh. all you put in for, you cheapskate. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen. I gave him publicity. That's that's my good deed for the day. Okay, Luke. Good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks. Good to talk to you, too. All right. There you go. I'll see you. <laughs> good cause. And uh, it's funny because uh, it started with his mother, uh, my sister-in-law, texting me saying, hey, you know, Luke... Luke wants to ask you something for helping out this charity drive at Penn State. And I'm like, woman, that child has my phone number. If he can't cold call me, how's he ever going to make it in life? She's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And uh, I said, you're just being a hashtag helicopter mom. You're just trying to do everything for him. I said, tell his dirty ass to call me and I'll get him on there. So... You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you 
how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. All right. With that said, I think it is time. Let me get his theme song up here. Just a second. Hello. My man. How are you? Good, man. Why are you so annoyed? What's the matter? How are you? I mean, how do you get annoyed by how are you? <laughs> you, you, you just you, you sound the room. Read the room, Zay. Read the Jesus room. You sound <laughs> You sounded a touch notorious. I don't if know. I would have said, who the fuck is this? Who That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Good to talk to you, buddy. How you doing? Everything good? How's the new job? New job is, is hard, but wonderful. Okay. You want to fill people in on what you're doing? Yeah. I am a uh, cloud engineer. Get out at a of company, here. At a company. So I, in fact, I just passed my cloud practitioner exam. So you went from Cowan Trucking where you were coordinating truckers, you're now yes. a cloud engineer, and you have yes. moved back from southeast uh, Southeast Virginia to yes. the DMV, to Maryland, to the house that you almost sold but didn't. <laughs> yes, yes. Boy, boy, could that have been the best. Well, no, that's not true. Okay, I, I will give you the overall, the Cowan experience. Here, here's what... Here's what happened. Rip them. I, Rip those I, cocksuckers. No, 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 no. I, no, no. I love, I love that fucking place. That place. Really? Lynch, Lynchburg is awesome. You, you like Lynchburg. Good. Loved it. But I just could not find a house that was suitable. And I kept telling them, like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to live in Swaller. <laughs> just to right and i have and, standards for god's sakes yes yes so um and then this this one boss and he this guy was a dick i'll rip him he was a total dick he came down like one weekend because i had shown him to david i should show you some of the places that i looked at and they were asking like three hundred thousand dollars for a two-bedroom 
in Lynchburg, Virginia? Yes. People, they've been Yes, yes, yes. That's outrageous. I know. So (laughs) he he comes down one weekend and he's like, look, we we got to set a drop dead date. For what? for for me, you to know, to move down there, yeah, move down there because I was were they paying? Were they paying for you to uh, be in corporate housing? No, no, I was okay. I was renting, but oh. I was like, I, but I was like, I'm I'm said I'm not. If how I don't he, find anything, how did he know you were renting? Because he because I I was he, he told knew him. I was he, oh okay yeah, yeah. it shouldn't yeah. that have been nobody's business like hey you know what? again again that, so so I so he goes. You, know, you got to find a place and it's got to be by this date or we're going to have to, you know, talk about some shit. I didn't find, I, I, and I wasn't, I wasn't going to bud. I'm like, if you're going to fire me because I can't find any place right. down, if, if I'm, yeah, so fuck it. So I go to Baltimore for a week to work and um, I get called to a meeting with the big boss and this guy, the guy who told me, they, by the way, the guy who told me that he was going to fire me for not finding a house. And by the way, on this phone call, he had, somebody from HR. So I was like, whatever. So the big boss goes, you know what? We put you in a bad spot because you're, you're, you're trying to find a house in the biggest housing boom in the history of the country. And we've never kind of done this before. So we really didn't know what we were doing. So we'd like to apologize. Wow. And, and I, I know in my, you know, Xavier, in my mind, I'm going, should I now bring up that this guy was trying to fire me? Because oh. I find, but I didn't do it. <laughs> oh, I should what, what oh, I should have pulled the trigger on that because I don't think this guy knew. So wow. long story, sh- so long story short, they were like, you know, you can work in Baltimore, no harm, no foul. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I so, don't know why coordinating trucks couldn't be done from a remote location. It, Zabin, that's what everybody said. It, it, one thing about this company, one guy doesn't know what the other guy says because my my boss in Lynchburg, right. he said the same. He was like. You don't have to be here. You can do that from up there. It's no big deal. And it's just, it was just, it, well, oh, and God. then, uh, so let me fast forward. So in Baltimore, my boss, well, I didn't, I had the same boss in Richmond. He was my, the guy who I, you know, reported to, but there were guys in Baltimore that I had to answer to also. And they were, what's that word? You assholes. <laughs> okay. It, it, it all started about two months ago. I would always take my lunch at three. Okay. That got to be a problem. For who? The fuck does it matter? You're missing a big meeting at three o'clock? In fact, all the work is done. It's literally at three. There's nothing really left to do. How could you wait till three to eat, my man? Because... No, because shit, shit, shit hums from like okay. you know, yeah. What you eat? So, eat a big, eat a big breakfast. Eat a lumberjack breakfast. No, no. Two eggs, two hums. pancakes, bacon, hash browns. Yeah. Oh, so, man, I could go for that right now. <laughs> You're fat. Yeah, I know I'm fat. That's why I like that food. Okay, go ahead. So they, it's big. You know, I get called to a meeting and no, no, no. Yeah, he pulls me aside. I'm like, hey man, you, you can't take him to three anymore. I'm like, why? And he did not have a good excuse why. It's just <laughs> it was just one guy who had a bug of his ass yeah. about me. I don't know why because I rarely ever talk to him. That was strike one. Strike two, uh, the day before Christmas. No, the day before the uh that Friday before the you know Christmas. Yeah. 
I had to go somewhere to get something for like 10 minutes and come back. And it was like at four. I come back and everybody's out of the office. Everybody. Okay. And, and except for like, yeah. you know, people who worked, you know, later hours. And I go, what happened to everybody? He goes, yeah, they sent everybody home. So I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I guess I can leave then. So I leave. Monday comes in. I get called into a meeting. Because what happened on on uh, and we, we didn't go back to work till Tuesday. What happened on 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 Friday? Uh, nothing. Did you leave early? Yeah, I left at four thirty because everybody else left. Did anybody tell you you could oh leave? Oh my god! And I said the whole office was told to leave. Well, you didn't get for you know you didn't get. Uh, you were being like, set and, up. You were being set yeah. up. They had a target on your back. So. And it's funny, a week before that, my cousin Dana, who owns this cyber uh, security company, mm-hmm. had kept telling me, I've been trying to get, because when I, I don't know if you remember when I was like Windows certified, you, I, I, you don't remember all that, but I was Windows certified, and she wanted me to work with her then, and I was like, no, radio is my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I was certified everything, and she said, are you going to come to work for me at some point? And I was like, oh, I said, Dana, you're, you're and I heard that. And I, the next day I, I put my two weeks in. Nice. I said, I'm uh, how did you quit? Did you blow up any bridges? Did you do it in spectacular <laughs> fashion or were you a pro about it? Well, I gave, I gave them two weeks and you'll love this. I gave them two weeks, wrote it down, you know, but, you know, my time here, blah, 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 blah. And then, like at three o'clock, I said, "You know what? I'm going to take one of my personal days tomorrow." Just told him that because nice. I had personal day. Yeah. I had like seven, so I take I, the personal day. And then I'm going to take another one after that. <laughs> well, well, I take the personal day, and the next day I get a call. Uh, you don't have to come in anymore. Yeah, I'm like okay, all right, Sweet. Okay. right yeah, there. I, you go. Was, wait, wait to go. Fuck, I was going to fuck shit up. <laughs> I was going to send a couple trucks over cliffs. Yeah, I didn't yeah, care. No. I was I was going to send them to Cuba. Yeah, I could have did that. Yeah, the truckers wouldn't have minded. They would have gotten their yeah. hours. It would have just yeah. cost the company money. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. I if I were to ever like uh, put in two weeks, um, I would love to sit down, like take a calendar to my manager's desk, and say, uh, "Hey, uh, uh, Carl, <laughs> or whatever my manager. What would be a manager? Uh, Rick. Uh, Carl. Hey, no, Carl. 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 Right. Hey, Carl. Um." Here, I should look at this here, and I'd get my pen. I'd go, today is the 12th, and I'd circle it. And I'd move my pen. I'd go, see this? The 12th to the 17th, and then the 17th until the uh, 23rd. Okay, the 23rd. And I'd circle that. I'd like circle it a lot of times. I'd go, boom, the 23rd. That's a big day. You know why, Carl? My dirty ass ain't going to be here. You got that? <laughs> Okay, and, good. <laughs> and I had two weeks vacation. Oh wow! Oh yeah. yeah. So did you yeah, get? They, so did you get everything that was owed to you? The seven days personal days. Every, no, 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 no. You mean the fourteen days personal days that I had come to me? Oh yes. holy shit! Fourteen yeah. personal days. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, good. So you have now worked in the following industries: radio, politics, yep. trucking, yep. and yep. now you are in cloud computing. Yes. Do cybersecurity. Cybersecurity. Uh, do any of the toilets flush any more efficiently 
or do they all just flush in different directions? I'll hang up they, and listen to your answer off the air. They all flush pretty much the same way. Some some places smell better than the others. That's, That's the only thing. There's there's going to be like why would you think there's not idiots and ass kissing and backstabbing and you know ass covering at any organization in any line of work? Yeah, it's it's. But again, I'm some are better than others. You need to find and, a company that's a good company for to, you to do what you do, make your money, and then fucking leave for the day. Well, cloud engineers, even though I am literally just starting out, the more certifications and the more experience you get, they make disgusting amounts. I was listening because my cousin also owns a staffing company. And, ah. and one day I was listening to one of her personnel people because we have a big office, so you can, you know, there's. And you started uh, hearing dollar figures thrown around. I heard, and this wasn't even for a cloud engineer; it was, it was for a higher level. And I heard them say, "Well, we can start you out at ninety-eight dollars an hour." <laughs> I was like, "What the?" <laughs> hold on let me get my calculator out for that what what is that prorate into on a yearly basis I, a lot. I plenty yeah i was gonna say a that whole is, hell of a lot that yeah. like that that might not be uh bill gates rich but it's lynchburg rich you know you could probably and, afford a nice home in lynchburg <laughs> and and they only have to go in the office like one or two days a week yeah it's good stuff all right, well, yeah. good. Sounds like you're in a good spot and a good track. And the fact that you're back here in the DMV, now you can come out to a nice power lunch at the Palm uh, yeah. with Carol. Yes, yes, I could do. Yeah, because I work um, right off Connecticut. Perfect. Okay, we'll do that then. All right, let's let's uh, let's get to the big headline of the day. Tom Brady announcing Ooh. his retirement. Yeah, Tom Brady <laughs> announcing his retirement in a under one minute shot it on the beach cell phone video. And many people are saying, Bruh, I don't believe it. Do you think he's really retired? I, I think he's really retired, but I my first thought was, you gave all that up for Giselle Bunch. <laughs> I mean, you gave Giselle Bunch all that uh, up right. for that? Half your money and yes. that Brazilian ass for one yes. shitty eight and yes. nine season and get knocked yes. out of the playoffs. I know yes. that's what it looks like the trade was for, but we all know there was probably shit going on before that happened. Right? Yes. Yeah. And, and as you always show me a beautiful woman and I'll show you a guy who's tired. Getting sick of fucking her. Exactly yes. right. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, the girl from Ipanema, as she is called the legendary supermodel that is, and I do find her alluring. Oh, by the way, do you like, uh, Giselle, she's okay. Okay, you like a little bit more backcourt, I bet. I'm not I trying to. Sure. I'm not trying to stereotype Jay, I, but I think I, that I, her, I like, her I, ass I like is a little like bit skinny. For I like your the girls like I like my Laney Wilson. Oh, fucking Laney Wilson's good. <laughs> yes, she's really good. Um, and but here's yeah. what's going to happen now: she's going to lose weight because she has all these black men after her now. She's going to lose. Laney Wilson lose will. I bet you, I it it never fails. How do you know White she doesn't that? like the black man? She could be like a Kardashian. She could be the fifth uh, Kardashian sister that you don't know about. Girl, Loves the black men. Don't lose that ass, lady. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> don't lose that ass. Exactly. Yes. So anyway, you know, uh, Brady could come back. I was here's what's so funny. Literally this morning, as I'm 
spinning the most intricately detailed and logically airtight web of Brady to the Niners on a one-year rental. I'm like, it's perfect. Think about it. Purdy is going to be out for who knows how long. You've got to have faith that, you know, uh, Trey Lance can come back from his ankle injury and be any good. Nobody's really seen him. Brady's a free agent, unlike Rodgers, who you'd have to give up draft picks for and a lot more money. And Brady would probably agree to a reasonable salary. Like, all right, one year, 25 mil, let's wrap it up. And with those weapons and that defense and a running game and a better coach, shit. Like, it makes sense. To, that makes sense to me. That's the second thing. I Billion thought. percent Sam, sense. San Francisco makes so much. So know, Trey, Trey Lance, you can pad all you want to. But, right. Sit tight. Yeah. So, you know, you got Jordan Love, who's now on the verge of sitting for five years in a row or four years in a row in Green Bay. Trey Lance only sat for his first year and then he was starting to play that last year. So this would be year three. Just sit tight. Plus, guys get hurt. You're going to need guys. So anyway. It makes too much sense. My question is, could Brady be setting it up so that he has more leverage from the couch than he would if he was going knocking on doors like, hey, I still want to play Miami. You want you want, you want me in Miami? No? No? Okay. Because then you look desperate, right? If he's on the couch, he can just say, come get me. I don't have to ask my wife now. <laughs> I am... I am, uh, I keep thinking dubious of that. Yeah. Okay. Why? I agree. I don't, I'm not saying I subscribe to it. I'm just trying to think, could there be a method to this from him? Or is it just literally, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm retiring. I, why would, do you, do you appreciate going to be shitty? He's going to be, I think he's going to be shitty in the booth. Because oh well, not, yeah, that's the he's thing. He's not that dynamic. Of, uh, I mean, like, I I saw him on the Rod Woodson the, the talk rule thing, right? And he was a, he was a little funny on that, but he's that's not highly like, edited. He's not like Greg Olson. Greg Olson's really, really good at this. Yeah, you know, he's not like Romo. It's so. By the way, I've 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 lost it on Romo. I I feel like he's the Dane Cook of analysts. The more Did you, you see, listen to him, the more you think about what he's saying, and you're like, there's nothing there. It's all energy and hype. Did you see where uh, Shannon Sharp tried to intimate that Roma wanted to say the N-word on the broadcast? Uh, I saw the clip, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're reaching now. I mean... So Shannon Sharp now. actually went there on TV? Yeah. Yes, yes. And what did he yeah. say? We need an explanation he, from Romo? I don't think he I don't think he said we need an explanation because you know what he wanted to say. I'm like, come on. We we're really <laughs> Do you think that's in his lexicon? And uh here's, you know, it was uh uh Pacheco. Pacheco, a little tough runner from Rutgers, right? Like, Bernie Pacheco. Yeah. yeah. And they go, they go, and 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 here comes here comes some Bengals. Look, they got three and and then he gets out of there. <laughs> Do you really think he was going to drop the M-bomb there? I, I don't think so. But, I mean, it, 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 Shannon Shot really, really has to be reaching on that one now. Yeah. By the way, have I, we talked since the whole thing blew up with Shannon? And, oh, and, no, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't talk about him getting uh, you know escorted off the court at Staples and then issuing that long-ass apology video. Well, see, the, but I looked at the only person I was mad at, 
I'm fucking sick of John Morant's dad. <laughs> yes. With his tight, with his tight skinny jeans, sitting sitting courtside like he's a star. Right. And as 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 uh, who didn't LeBron tell his mother sit your ass down? Yes, that's Whoa. what. That's been, he that's said. Dead. He said to his own mother. <laughs> yeah, she was doing something. To they Gloria go, James. Huh? Yes, hmm. Gloria. Yes, Juicy James. Yeah. There. Yeah. Can you hear that, by the way? Yeah, and I don't hear anything. Meaning it's too low? No, I know I don't hear anything of what Shannon Trump's talking about. Okay. I mean, come on, dude. Let's uh yeah, I, I, I get I guess trying to get ratings, you just do anything. By the way, did you see Stephen A. Smith's apology to Rihanna? Also, one of the most <laughs> stupidest things I saw that week. Why do you think he felt the need to do that? Was he so afraid of the oh, Rihanna Mafia? Yes, yes. Is is yes. the Rihanna Mafia as virulent as the Beehive? No, for no, no. Okay, no. What no, about what but, about what about Swifty Nation? Uh, you, also, <laughs> if, if if I had to, if I if, if you if had to be attacked virally Taylor, by the Taylor fan the base, okay, who would it be? Uh, I would uh, I would want to be attacked first by Taylor Swift people because they wouldn't scare me okay then so. rihanna but and then the I, I i do not want the beehive after me at all <laughs> or or you don't want or and number four black twitter you don't want black twitter coming after you either <laughs> okay all yeah. right yeah I, I would say those are all good ones right there i think i think oh 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 chris brown's mafia that's another one really oh my chris oh my god don't say anything about chris no New, 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 new. Jay, I want you to sit tight for a quick second. I've got a special guest for you. Oh, wait a minute. Wrong one. Yeah. Oh, no. Are you ready, Jay? This ought to be wonderful. Hello, boys. Mr. X, say hello to your buddy, Jay. Hey, Jay. X, how are you? I'm all right. I'm, <laughs> I'm depressed. Football's virtually over, man. It's that time of year. So I guess you have to just watch mediocre Virginia basketball now. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> This all stems from when Jay successfully called the 16 over one upset of UMBC beating uh, Mr. X's Wahoos. But they didn't win the title, so I can't really say much. The next That's, year, though. Yeah, it was all uh, part of the plan. Yeah, it was all true. part of the plan. Is anyway. Kihei, is Kihei Clark 97? Because he's been in school. I believe he played with Othell Wilson. <laughs> Come on. It does seem like it. He's, it's getting crazy, these guys, with so many years, isn't it? It used to be they were there four, and it seemed like six or seven. Now they do six and seven. I don't care. Yes, it's actually six or seven years. Yeah. All right. Real quick, Mr. X, on the Brady yeah. front. Um, so somebody had a great tweet. Jay, I didn't mention this to you. Uh, this was Cam- Connor Orr for Sports Illustrated said, imagine randomly walking your dog on the beach, and oh, yeah. Tom Brady is retiring over by the dunes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that and I thought he's not on the public 
beach, dude. <laughs> I guarantee <laughs> he's got a spot that's all to himself. How do you know that? What do you mean the private beach? Where where would that be? That was probably in Florida, don't you think? Maybe. Probably his private island that he owns. Could be. Okay, Could but be. just go with me on this. All right. So you're there. I, this is a movie idea, Jay. You there? This is the movie that you know. You, you're walking on the beach and you see Brady, and you hear him because of the wind. You hear him practicing his retirement speech, and you are a Brady super fan, and you're like, "No, no, he's making a mistake. He's got to think about this." And you run past him and swipe his phone, and you start running, and you're like deleting files. As he's trying to catch you, he finally catches up to you. He tackles you in the sand. <laughs> you're all exhausted. He's all pissed off. Like, what are you doing, man? And like, you're on your back. And you're like, Tom, man, I love you. You're the greatest, man. You can't retire. You got to think about this, man. The Niners could need you. Think about it. And they form this bromance in that moment. And Brady then goes on to say, you know what? Let me think about this. He does sign with the Niners. He wins the Super Bowl. And the two become best friends for life. It would be the buddy movie of the century. He can't go back. Saving Brady would be the name of my movie. How good is that? Huh? Huh? Let's green light that. He can't go back, though. He can't go back. (laughs) You you have some great ideas over the years, Zay. This is not one of them. <laughs> well, I didn't say I, I look, I got to get the cast list together. You know, with the right stars, we could figure this out. I'm going to need a screenwriter. Obviously we need to flesh out the story a bit more, have some complications in there. Maybe, maybe get Giselle a storyline in there. Just work with me on this for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mr. X wants to talk Jay about all the dipshits out there saying the NFL is rigged and if the officiating is supposedly better, why do we seem to be complaining about it more? Well, I, I didn't really have the first one. I just now, a few minutes ago, saw what you mean about this whole rig thing. That doesn't need a comment. That's, I, I think Foster was obviously just like, it was a stunt. It was, it was supposed to be in jest, but whatever. Yeah, Arian but, Foster was but, on the uh, PMT podcast, and he, he went along with the whole, the NFL yeah. is rigged, and he talked about the scripts, which launched yeah. a bunch of memes where people said the part of the script where uh, Mason Rudolph, Jay, sees what Miles Garrett is going to do to him in week 16 or whatever it was. And like his eyes are bugging out like, oh, shit. Well, but what I was was talking about was, you know, the complaining of the referees is more than ever. More than ever, and I think there's two reasons for it. I heard you talking about this the other day, but I think there's two reasons. Number one, there's been this whole movement for, I'm just going to call it accountability or whatever the cowboy guy said. And, you know, these guys, some of them are working year-round. And and what do you do all year? What they've done is they've pinpointed the shit out of these rules and tried to take all common sense and judgment out of it and refine them. And then they take and they're grading the referees every minute. And I say everything in life always goes back to feeding your family. No matter what, you do what's good for your job, your career, and feed your family. They're grading these guys. They're getting these reviews. And guess what? 
they have to call the game according to the rules or they don't further their career. They don't do the next round. They don't. So the whole idea of what, what you talk about, like, wait, like, yeah, there was four seconds left in the half. Let it go. Or, well, it was a foul, but it wasn't egregious. Let it go. They're getting graded on this stuff. And they may sit there in the past and go, judgment says I'm letting that one go. But now their job success is geared around their yeah. scores. And they have to do it. They have to feed their own family. Jay, did you have a did you have a problem with the officiating in the uh, championship games? We were sitting here watching the game and the future ex Mrs. Cottrell when uh, when um, Mahomes went out of bounds. I immediately yelled, "That's penalty!" She goes, "How do you know?" And I said, "Oh, because Pat Mahomes fell." But (laughs) we have seen this. We have seen this. I was watching on YouTube because someone had brought it up, and it was. Oh, God, 78, the Steelers versus the Houston Oilers in Pittsburgh. And there was Right. By the way, do you know when that fucking call was in the game? You know what it was, the call that Renfro? He did catch the ball. Hold on. Explain the call. 1978, Oilers, Steelers. AFC Championship game, Mike Renfro catches a ball on the right side of of the end zone. They called it that it hit the ground, but uh, he did catch it. It was in the second fucking quarter. And I've heard Oilers fans bitch about this forever. The second quarter. that had, well, If he would have caught it, you guys would have been down by a point. Not up. Um, but, you know, they still bitch. The, the uh, Raiders fans still bitch about the immaculate reception. Oh, yeah. They say Franco number one stepped out. Number two, it hit off. It's always going to be bitching Fuqua about touched the ball. Yeah, Fuqua. Right. He the clearly touched roller. the ball. Right. The, the holy ball. roller. Sure. I mean, it's, it's holy always. roller, tuck, touch rule, immaculate reception, all that stuff. Yeah, we're, we're going to I mean, bitching about the referees is as American as apple yeah. pie in any well, sport. Well, and then here's, the George, here's, right. the reason, yeah. here's the reason it's worse now. Watch this. You got 10 guys together watching the game. Okay. Usually three like the Cincy, three like KC. One's just there to antagonize you and be against you all day. One guy needs an excuse to get away from the wife, and two are there because they heard you had beer. Okay? But there's some objectiveness in the room that's outside the guys who are really, really pulling for their team. But today is different. Today, almost every guy in that room has some f- freaking – four-leg parlay saying something and everybody in the room is biased everybody in the that's room a, needs it that's and, a good and, point yeah the, and it's all, usually not for a lot of money but now with the proliferation of easy gambling apps everybody's got a little what? something on the game are you telling me that referees would bet on games no it's what x is saying is that the assholes funny yeah i know the assholes in the room are now radicalized you know, like uh, you all wear tilted glasses when you have something, something yeah. on the game, and everybody's biased. I mean, I say that because I have a career where my I have to take my bias out. It does me no good to want something. Okay, that's well, why I watch games twice. I watch them once for fun, and then I watch the second time with clear vision because everybody today is betting on the games, and they have, you know. You could you could cut his arm off, and they say he flopped. I mean, okay. It's just crazy. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Jay, I think Mr. X just called his gambling addiction a, quote, career. Did you hear that? I, I, I heard that and I was like, wait a minute. I thought you were like some money guy. Yeah. <laughs> a CFO I, I turned you, Mr. Mom and yeah, Little League coach to the stars. Yeah, I, I thought you, yeah. Well, the, it's uh, been career. on my tax return for 20 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. okay, well, between you, God, and the IRS, I'll, I'll take there you at you your word for that. Well, okay, I, I was on a lonely island last week. Uh, or Monday, I said, it's bullshit. They shouldn't have called that a personal foul on Mahomes. It basically gave the Chiefs the game, and it's it was close. Yes, it was a foul, technically, but fucking swallow your whistle there. Like you swallowed your whistle on the holding calls that you could have made, or the block in the back you could have made, or well, the personal same, foul on Burrow in the end zone. That was an egregious. Was hands egregious hands to the face. Well, there's yeah. also a hands to the face. I mean... I just I hate that. I understand why it was called, and you're you're not wrong, Mister X, and that they're graded by the league. And I would bet you there was two flags that came in on that personal foul on Mahomes, right? Yeah. I bet you if the back judge, the field judge, didn't throw his flag, ding, he would have been downgraded by the league when they looked at the film. Exactly. Sure. Even sure. though the right call or the call the league wanted was made by the side judge. They'd be like, hey, field judge, that's your call. What the fuck? Yeah. No, I was I was on the same boat as Jay. I saw that play, and with one sec, with instantly, I'm like, you idiot. I mean, I couldn't believe he did it. It was a foul. It's going to be a foul. Like it or not, I've watched this league all year. They make that call. There's always a hard thing to call every holding. But when you're on a microscope right there on the sideline, you just can't do it. And it, I knew it was the end of the game. That's too bad. I didn't want to see that. Meanwhile, how about the story of the Eagles lineman who was charged with rape and kidnapping has now been parked by the league in there. Whoa, I didn't hear this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's nobody anyone really knows, but this came up just today, and uh, the league is not going to let the legal system play itself out because he could have played the game. They were going to, like, Feb 16 is the first date of his court case on this. This is from a 19 or sorry, I'm sorry, Jay, a 2019 sexual activity with a woman four years old. His name is uh, Josh Sills, offensive lineman, Josh Sills. And he has, uh, after a grand jury examined the case, been charged with one count of rape and one count of kidnapping, both first degree felonies. Yeah, That's tough. I can't. That's tough, but it's a four-year-old charge. Grand juries can indict a ham sandwich if they want to. And if he ends up not being fully charged or acquitted, where does he go to get his Super Bowl appearance back? I can't really come down on his side on this one. No, I'm out of this one. (laughs) Well, I mean, everyone's afraid to do it. But this is why I'll say what you guys are afraid to say. No, no, no. If the legal system allows you to be innocent until proven guilty, why isn't that good enough for the NFL? The NFL has no idea how legitimate these charges are. They they don't want the optics. They don't want their big game to be like, oh, look at all these stories about Josh Sills and the details on it. Just park his ass. 
Well, the answer to that, and you don't want me to buzzkill it, the answer to that is he may not be guilty in the criminal system, but there was enough to indict him, and that's a big black eye, and that's where they want to stop. Yeah, well, one of these days, some woman is going to uh, have this against the star quarterback of a Super Bowl team, and she's going to go, do I, do I go public with this, or do you want to play in the game? You tell me. Oh, it's more like, more like, how come uh, you know the Chiefs aren't right now hiring somebody to go make charges against Hurts? I mean, you know, it's pretty soon <laughs> we're going to start playing that game. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to win the game, I mean, come on, man. It's a competitive sport for God's sakes. Never mind the fact that they had Tyreek Hill, who was definitely guilty of doing some pretty bad stuff, and they still have Kenny Clark, or not Kenny Clark, but uh, the other Clark, who uh, remember his story from. Uh, College, Michigan State, Jay? Uh, Kenny, no, Clark, Clark, Clark? No. Clark Griswold? I was going to say Clark Griswold. That's the only Clark. <laughs> yeah, okay, fill me in. Uh, I'll look it up. But anyway, so <laughs> okay. Frank, I, Frank, I, Frank Clark. Frank Clark. For, who played for? No, he, that's Dallas he, Clark. Jeez, Frank Clark played Clark. for the Seahawks. He invented the candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> Clark <laughs> Oh God! Uh, Will Frank, Clark. Okay, here you go. Ready? <laughs> by the way. Okay. Are we out of Clark's? By the way. No. Clark, no. Clark I Kent. Didn't. We're playing the name game. Let's go, Clark Kent. Clark Park. Clark, Clark Griswold. Clark, Clark Kellogg. Kellogg. All right. Oh, I got Archie Clark. Archie Ooh. Clark. Okay. Ooh, Brent Clark. <laughs> Clark the Herald Angels sing. <laughs> Lewis and Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I guess X wins, King of the Clarks. All right. Uh, okay, so what about speaking, the, uh, can I can I can I bring in one thing that I've wanted to yell about in uh, in an office full of geeks and women? I can't do it. Okay. So I have. We're safe um, space here. Yes, the uh, MLB Hall of Fame is. is I, I'm the well. I couldn't yell about any anything else. I couldn't yell to anyone else. The fact that they let, uh, what's his name, into the Hall of Fame, Scott Rowland, yeah. made me so angry, I almost turned my back on baseball. Scott Rowland is no more of a Hall of Famer than... Than Rockin' Rowland, the crazy dude <laughs> with the Jesus yeah. sign who ended up going to jail and murdering somebody. There you go. Scott Rowland, a fine... Mr. X? Fine baseball player. I... Scott Rowland... Fine baseball player. Uh, he he was um what do you call it um took, was benefited by the fact that, he, that there was no one else really on the ballot this year. How anybody ever gets thirty percent one year and then forty, then sixty, and then hey we got seventy five has always bothered me. How do I change my mind and say you're not a Hall of Famer last year and you are this year? That whole thing is crazy. And the fact that I heard next year. They're going to let Todd Helton in. If Todd Helton gets in the Hall of Fame, I will then say, I can't watch this sport anymore. Well, he's better than Scott Rowland. <laughs> never never <laughs> finished number top five in the MVP. Never was in top five in Silver, Silver Slugger. So those two right there, you can't be a Hall of Famer. No, it's like, it's like the right ballpark. 
The Hall Dave of Fame. Doesn't, Dave doesn't care about this. I'm sorry, Dave. No, I'm yeah. listening because I'm looking up the Frank Clark details, and I do have a baseball <laughs> item for you guys to argue about, and then we'll get your thoughts on the Super Bowl, and then we'll put a wrap on it tonight. Thank you guys for coexisting nicely. I appreciate I that. that. Don't you wanted the? Uh, did you change what you wanted to talk about the state of the gambling industry? We don't have time for that today, oh, okay. and I have no idea about that. So, okay. uh, Frank, I, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be holding my shorts at the top of the key. Uh, Frank Clark uh, at Michigan uh, had a case of domestic violence in which White Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Frank Clark was at a hotel room, like a sleazy little Motel 6. Police were called for a domestic disturbance. When they arrived, a naked, bleeding woman came running out of the hotel room and started running buck naked screaming out into the parking lot that the hotel room was trashed. Uh, Clark had a cut on his nose himself and they're like, what happened? He goes, I guess a disturbance. You could call it <laughs> whatever you want to call it. They had enough to arrest him. They arrested him and charged him with domestic violence, but the, the charges never stuck and nobody ever knew about it. So just sort of some things get more attention than others. Wait a minute. What about, what about the, the guy who committed to USC and some girl from his high school said that he raped her two years earlier. He then spent seven years in prison, and the girl recanted her story like eight years later. Yeah. So he literally lost his life over this winter's life no, and his football career. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's awful. That's why I always try to at least advocate for, holy shit, does anyone not care about the fact that you know some of these cases turn out to be innocent? All right, so on baseball... Last night, I hooked into the movie Moneyball. I hate that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that fucking movie. Okay, why do, you, why do you hate it? Because it's a big fantasy movie. Oh, Billy Bean made this great team out of all these spare parts. Okay, here's what they left out, Zabe. Uh, they had the best pitching staff in baseball. Barry Zito. Mulder, uh, Mulder. And why can I never remember? Hudson. Uh, Tim Hudson, thank you. Yep. Billy Koch was throwing a hundred in the pen, and they had a roided up left side of the infield with Miguel Tejada <laughs> and Eric Chavez. <laughs> so for them not to win would have been a travesty. But it was all focused on I. I got to get Scott Hatterberg playing first base, even though his defense oh, sucks. It it, it it was such it, it, it's such bullshit. It's such <laughs> bullshit. Mister X, your thoughts on Moneyball the movie? Well, I struggled with I, – I loved the book. The movie, of course, put everything out of order, and it was not very real because typical for most movies. They started you know, changing the order of what really happened. So that was a little frustrating. But I can summarize Moneyball in one sentence. Hey, we just figured out getting on base is more important than batting average. Okay, end of movie. <laughs> Why did Billy Bean turn down the Red Sox? Idiot. Do you really really want to know? Yeah. Oh, I'd never hear of this story. Oh, well, he had the he was divorced. He had the young daughter living in California, and he decided he didn't want to be on the opposite coast. Oh, that well, was it. I can't I can't yell him for that. Yeah. Yeah. He went, he saw the money and then then backed out and changed his mind because it was like I don't want to be on the opposite coast and come back when she's grown. And that's why the movie ended with her singing a song about her dad. 
another great part of that movie. So the character of Jonah Hill is based on Paul D. Paul D. Podesto. Okay. Who did not want his name mentioned after Correct. he found out that Jonah Hill was going to betray really? Yes. A fat nerdy guy, huh? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I thought Jonah yes. Hill was good in the movie. Uh, yeah, oh, no, he was great. Okay, he was, was great. All right, so it this was a combination of a couple characters. It was Deep Podesta and somebody else I can't think of. He kind of combined them into one. Maybe it was Clark somebody. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they said in the movie in a little uh, graphic on the screen that two years later the Red Sox finally broke the curse, embracing the principles of Moneyball. Again, again. You can say it's money, boss. <laughs> the Red Sox had the best team. I'm, I'm so sick. That's why I used to. Goldie and I would just, I, I would just yell. As, as in the movie, the guy say the, the A's were a fundamentally flawed team. Yes, yes. That's that's what they were. That's what all these money ball teams are. They're fundamentally flawed. You can't win without this thing called talent. Well, see, I have a soft spot in my heart because those first two years when the A's went from uh, 78 to 87 wins one year and 102 the next, those were two of the biggest bets of my lifetime. So I loved those A's because I had them going so far over. And so I loved that movie. Do you know it's the but third? But again, was, was, was Miguel Tejada a huge part of that? Yes, and they barely mentioned and, him in the movie. And no, no, not barely. Did not. No, nah, you're right. They didn't. No, I think they said his name once, and they showed him briefly in the game-winning a game-winning RBI. Yeah, yeah. they're like, yeah, here's this guy Tata. <laughs> well, that whole other thing about Art Howe was completely fictitious. They too. and, yeah, and they made Art Howe to be the bad guy. Yeah, Art Howe yeah. was in real life one of the softest, gentlest guys that everybody liked. And they turned him into a completely opposite character. He was the one person in that movie that was really done wrong. Okay. Yes. All right. Here we go. Compare control. By the way, do you know that Moneyball was the third highest grossing baseball movie of all time? Behind Bad News Bears? No. Uh, you'll oh. never try to guess one and two. All it's got to be hey, something most recent. Hang the drum slowly. Nope. Ooh, that's my favorite. Major League. Nope. 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 Uh, oh, in, oh, 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 Rookie of the Year. Uh, the, no, that was seventh. It's whatever, it was ever the, whatever was the most recent one made. <laughs> it's always the way it worked. No, I'll say it, Major League. Uh, no, Major League year. was tenth. Give me a year of most. The, it, give me a year. You ready for a hint? No, give me a year. Bull Durham, no. 1992. Natural. No. Natural uh -huh. was 11. I have no clue. Tom Hanks. Oh. oh. Okay, I like that movie. A League yeah. of Their Own. Nice. Uh, number two was 42 about Jackie Robinson. Hated that movie. Third was Moneyball. Fourth was The Rookie with Dennis Quaid, which was based on a movie. real story. Yes. Field of Dreams five, bench warmer six, rookie of the year seven, Bull whoa, Durham eight. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Hit rewind on that for a Box second. Box office mojo. The bench warmers, a trio of guys trying to make up for missed opportunities in childhood by forming a three player baseball team to com compete against the standard children's little league squads. The Rob Schneider movie with David Spade. 
Are you fucking kidding? Hey, you can't you can't account for taste, man. Bigger so than the bad news bears. All right, I'm oh gonna, my god. I'm gonna just pit a couple against each other and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Moneyball versus Trouble with the Curve. I'm trouble with the Curve. I like that. I like trouble and it's and it's got Amy Adams in it. They're great. I think that's what I said. I'm like, I love Trouble with the Curve. Amy Adams was a fucking smoke show, and Timberlake was actually quite good. He was really good in that movie. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, comparing, because uh, those are two kind of scouting or administrative oriented baseball movies. Two mystical movies. Ready? Field of Dreams or The Natural? Natural. Every time. Okay. Not me. No, your Field of Dreams? Yeah, kind of. I, I wasn't big on The Natural. Okay. I, I, I love The Natural. All right. Okay. That's because Mr. X has sons. And Okay. Well, I have a dad. <laughs> did he did he have a catch with you? I had I had plenty of catches with him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did All you right. ever in your life say, let's have a catch? No. 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 Wait, I only said that once the movie came out. Catch. Let's go play catch. Or let's yes. let's go play catch. Yeah. Play catch. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, have have a catch. Catch. let's throw the actually let's let's throw the ball around. That's yeah, whatever. Okay. All right. How about uh comparing to comedic movies? Boulder. Wait, wait, wait. Anybody that says Look, you want to have a catch, you don't want to because you know he can't throw. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, two comedic baseball movies. Let's compare Bull Durham versus Major League. I'm Bull a Bull Durham, Durham guy. It's not even close. Yeah, I like both. Okay, but you do like Major League, though, right? It's a cute movie. Okay, it's um, got it's got classic scenes. I didn't think it was a good movie, but it's got some great. You know, I mean, Ricky Vaughn is Ricky Vaughn. Okay, base- okay, and he could actually throw. He could actually pitch. Okay, uh, baseball love stories for love of the game, Kevin Costner, or fever pitch with Jimmy Fallon. Well, for the love of the game. Oh, you know where I'm going. Because Red Sox a little bit. Okay, because I related to him very much. So. <laughs> Angels in the outfield are bad news bears. That, okay, it, it's, it's, they're not even the same status there. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mr. 3000 or that movie was a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Or, uh, okay. Or, uh, let's see. Let me pick one here. Uh, I'm trying to scroll. (laughs) What's what's that? Pick anything and it wins. The the Sandlot. Oh, God. The Sandlot. Yeah. Okay. So you're a big fan of that. Swing. Bernie Mac swing and Mr. 3000. Oh, you know what? Mr. 3000 versus Mr. Baseball. Mr. Bates, Tom Selleck could actually play. Okay. He was, yeah, he could actually play. All right. Uh, two minutes, boys. Uh, two minutes each. What do you want to talk about that I did not run you through yet? Jay, you start. You go first. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I was laughing about, I was talking with a friend, and he made a joke about the style of quarterbacks coming in. And he said, he's just kidding, but I said, huh, in about 10 years, will there be 80% black quarterbacks in the NFL? No. Okay. Sorry. Why, not? Why not? Yeah, It's too high a percentage. There's still really? a lot of really good white athletic quarterbacks. I, I, I had to think. I just... But you're going to have to give me a Josh Allen, 
It's going to be a lot, have to be a lot more Josh Allen's, a lot more. Joe Burrow's athletic as fuck, man. And he's got oh, a, no, no. he's got a surgically okay. repaired knee. But if you look at colleges, who are they recruiting? At? I know. But they're, these things do come in waves. I remember having this discussion 10, 15 years ago. Hell, when okay. the RG3 Kaepernick thing was like, in five years, no quarterback won't be running, you know, the Nebraska option. Well, it's still the pros. It's a passing we'll, position. We'll never, we'll never see a Drew Bledsoe though again in football. Uh, a stationary statue yes. passer only, probably yeah. not. Although yeah. this Will Levis hype, I don't get that at all. Are you aware of this uh, guy? I've seen him three times, and I was like, you, him and the quarterback who just transferred to Notre Dame, the guy from Wake Forest. Okay. And next, do you know what I'm talking about? What's his name? No, but I know I, I've got a neighbor who's a big uh, Wake Forest uh, alum. He's uh, sent all three kids to Sam Wake. Sam something. Right. And But he, he's transferred to Notre Dame. And I'm like, I he played in a gimmicky offense. And I'm like, I don't get this one. But no, the Will Levis, I don't get that one either. I think yeah, that's a bit of a reach. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, Mr. X, two minutes. What do we leave on the cutting room floor? Well, no, so no, uh, Jay saying no more Dave Craig either. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's uh, K- K- R E. That's K R E, though. Is that the same thing? I guess it's no, I, I was hoping Krieg. you guys weren't going to spell along with me. <laughs> yes, that's him. My, my, my parting comment is this I, was think, I am uh, appalled, of course, it's a bigger subject. The state of the gambling industry and what I'm seeing each week. And, uh, and you can't turn on TV without seeing experts that have been experts for many days now, four, five, six days. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Or, 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 or have a 38 bus line. Exactly, Jay. But what they're, what they're doing, I equate to when you put a label on a package of cigarettes and then market it to teenagers. You know, they're just, they are targeting young and stupid kids yeah. with the way yeah. they are yeah. packaging yeah. gambling. Yeah. 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 And it's appalling. Yeah. You know, yeah. When, yeah. I, when I grew yeah. up, you had to have a real <laughs> conviction before I'm, you bet a game. Right. And you had to be willing to wallow in some pretty sleazy waters to go have a man you could pay off or get money from on Monday at a gas station around the corner in Northbrook, Illinois, which I remember doing when I was a young man at one-on-one sports in 1994. And my roommate, Todd Bradley, T-Bone, would be down to his man. He'd be like, you want to go with me? I got to pay off my man. I was like, yeah, let me see what this is all about. Really quickly, I'm sorry, X, but I heard you tell that story and I heard you bring the name up of my man. And you got to get him on your podcast. I don't know where he is. You got to get Renshaw on. You got to get Renshaw on at some point. <laughs> he Renshaw. was my fa- he was my favorite. Plus, he was a Maryland fan. Maniac. You got to get Renshaw on. You, okay. you got to. I don't know. I don't. Know. I'm a Facebook friend of his. I don't know where he is though. Well, reach out on Facebook and give him my email and or my okay. or my phone number and say text Zabe. I want you to go on his podcast and Zabe misses you and would love to talk about the old times. Okay, sorry. Go, go, go back. Actually. So anyway, X, yes, you're right. They are shamelessly uh-huh. marketing to young kids who don't know any better. They yeah. have no conscience about it. They could give two fucks, and it's just like the liquor industry, the vaping industry, the cigarette yeah. industry, it's the terrible. fast food industry, and marijuana. 
I will I will conclude with one of the most famous lines in history by Jimmy the Greek Snyder to Brent Musburger one day on the show. You when, took your big black buck and made him <laughs> not that one. <laughs> he said Nobody remembers that one. Oh come on. <laughs> when um Jimmy the Greek liked Oakland and, and Brent said well, Vince Lombardi picked the Steelers. And Jimmy the Greek said, well, how much did he bet? (laughs) And the point is, it's not about having money. It's about having conviction. And every freaking guy has an opinion on a show that they're not really convicted and really gambling. And you just cannot get anything out of that industry anymore. And Jimmy the Greek was right. It's like, hey, Lombardi said take the Steelers. Is Lombardi betting? No. Well, shut up. That was his point. Uh, the woman's name is Erin Dolan, Jay, and she's on ESPN, and she is a platinum blonde thirst trap extraordinaire. I texted this to X on Sunday morning because I was agog at like, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? She was on SportsCenter giving out her winners because that makes you sound cool and confident, right? I got winners for you. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I texted X the following. The shit TV is doing right now is the biggest fucking crock of shit ever. There is zero, zero percent chance a platinum thirst trap like this has any valuable wagering or football information or knowledge to share. She's just there to look pretty, spit out a few stats generated by ESPN research, no doubt, and remind people to gamble today on ESPN's preferred partners. Thanks for letting me vent. Yeah. And I don't mind if they let her read, you know, like if she wants to read my winners on the air, you go ahead. I'm, but the point is the info they're feeding her is terrible as well. Right. So I got a text back, Jay, from somebody else in the business. I'll just leave his name out of it. And he says, don't get me started. <laughs> and I said, and I said, I mean, what are the odds? She's a hardcore gambler, but also right out of the Kappa Delta pledge photo. What are the odds? I mean, our our friend Anita Marks is on ESPN giving out gambling uh, insights. Uh, This same same source said that she did a spot with Dari Noka and Mel Kuyper about the weekend games. And then the segment after she had left, they referred again repeatedly to what she liked. Think about that. Mel Kuyper Jr. is deferring to what she likes in the games. <laughs> they sit there and they give out these picks with no idea. They're sitting there saying, Travis Kelsey, over. I like his over. It's minus 220. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. I, it's terrible. I the, the same source said, I'm sure she's lovely, but I have it under good authority that she won't do any TV spot or radio spot that isn't fully scripted. Kind of like the NFL. <laughs> right. I said, I said, it's just, I said, it's so shameless. If you really wanted something of value to the listeners, you'd trot out sweet juice Lou Gambato, who's like 62 yes. and looks like he's but, nearly homeless, but he's been gambling his whole fucking life. But they're bad yeah. for TV, so they don't put them on. Zabe, when we had, when gambling was not allowed to be talked about. Oh, I know. CBS had Jimmy the Greek on every Sunday. Now 
they're running promos from 5 to 6 p.m. on Sunday night for DraftKings. What was Hank Goldberg? That's what I remember. Well, remember, remember they would have to embargo Hank's two minutes of picks against the spread three full hours before the games kicked off on Sunday because once ESPN began their official pregame um, programming, you know, it was considered to be part of the NFL's umbrella. And they're like, no, 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 we can't have any of that talk here. You didn't hear a point spread for three hours before the game. So they're like, all right, Hank, we got you at 8.06 a.m. Can you wake up and give us your picks? Ridiculous. Well, what are we going to do about it, Mr. X? I don't know. I miss the shadows. <laughs> would you it was get better a, when it was in the would shadows. You, would you get a boob job and wear a wig if it was required? <laughs> I'm going to go with no. Okay. <laughs> You'll just um, have to re- you'll have to re- you'll have to rely on your years of experience, acumen, and affable rogue-like good charm. Yeah, well, which has gotten you this far, and by this far, I mean you know on my podcast. Call me MrX.com, by the way if you want to subscribe. Okay, uh, music is playing, so make it quick. Jay, what do you got? Very quickly, I heard I heard your your show uh, on iHeart, and so tomorrow. No, so tomorrow you have to. I would like you to kill your audience with your rejoin. You got to do Cult of Personality by Living Color. You got to play that for me. Oh, as a banger? Yeah. Yes. Have okay. To. All have right. To make that a. I want that a prompt. <laughs> not tomorrow. I've got already. I think I've done mine for the week, but I'll do it next week. I promise. Okay. You will not. Fuck That's you. I will. Shit. Fuck off. <laughs> no, okay. You won't. Okay, uh, Mr. X. <laughs> Godspeed, my friend. We'll talk next week. I'll be in the desert for the Super Bowl. And, uh, and you need... let me know when you get a line on some tickets for me. All right. X is thinking about going to the game, so get your wallet. Must have been a good year betting for Mr. X. He wants to blow I know. most like of the it. profits on a ticket to the game. This is weird, man. You want to go to the game, for God's sakes. All right, boys. It's a, it's take care. We'll, we'll talk next week. Thanks, man. See you guys. Bye-bye right, now. There you go. Bye-bye now. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.